This is a Squeeze podcast. We're your shortcut to being informed. Saturday Squeeze is your shortcut to being informed weekend style. I'm Kate Watson. And I'm Claire Kimball. We've got a whip through of some of the stories you may have missed this week, Claire, plus Tay-Tay, of course, yep. and corruption. Yeah. Not related, though. <laughs> yes, certainly the way Ticketek has managed these Taylor Swift tickets has been some very spicy conversations this week right across the country. Uh, as for the rest, there's a bit of a music theme this week in our recommendations. There is. And you promised Squiz Today listeners we're doing something fun. I don't know what that is, so let's see how we go. <laughs> <laughs> let's get into it. We started the week, Claire, of course, with the news of a mutiny in Russia. That was last Saturday. Yeah, it went very quickly from a serious challenge, though, to a massive back down, all in the space of 24 hours. We were just talking before, Kate, about what a shock it was to get up on Saturday morning and see that. And then by Sunday, it was a whole change story. Mm. Both of our shortcuts were dedicated to it this week. Of course, there's quite a bit to get across who these people are, what it actually means. Uh, I guess, though, the conversation has now turned to Russian President Vladimir. Vladimir Putin and whether his grip on power really is as firm as everyone assumed. Strongman Putin, maybe not so much. It was one of the the first instances, I guess, where the masses have seen that it's possible that there could be an uprising against Putin and mm. that's where the interest lay. In my following of all this, Claire, I had a moment where I stopped and went, I'm not even sure of the number of casualties mm. in this war. How did I lose sight of that. Yeah, and I know what you mean because it really does seem to be one of those benchmark things that we feel we should know because there's yeah. a lot of stuff happening and, of course, we hear that it's so very deadly. Uh, it's really difficult to get information though. That's, I guess, and when, when I looked into this, that is kind of the reason why you don't know and people might be thinking the same thing. How do I not mm. know the answer to that really quickly? It's really difficult to establish what those numbers are. Um, to give people a sense though, mm. the Ukraine Ministry of Defence says their troops have killed almost 230,000 Russian fighters. US intelligence, though, says it's likely to be more around the 50,000 mark, 200,000 perhaps wounded. On the Ukrainian side, about half of that, according to the UN, there have been 9,000 civilian deaths. No end in sight, though, of Mm. course, to this conflict. And uh, it's why... Of course, Australia has contributed more dollars in military aid to Ukraine this week. Uh, We won't get into the ins and outs of that. We did that on Squiz today about the Hawkeye and military vehicles and all that sort of stuff. Um, It's ahead, though, just to put on your calendar, a big NATO meeting that's the week after next, and Anthony Albanese's been invited to that. We're not part of NATO. That's the North Atlantic Treaty Organisation. It has 31 countries from Europe and North America, but we do get invited to attend those meetings. Claire, gear shift in true squiz form. Taylor Swift. Let's talk about Taylor Swift. (laughs) Kate, you're a fan. I'm a casual fan. Perhaps I really enjoy her music, but I'm not dying the ditch, losing sleep about You did want to get tickets though. I did get tickets and so did you. I bought you and Annalise a ticket to go. What? I know. I have tickets to Taylor Swift. You have tickets to Taylor Swift. Is this the fun thing that you were going to surprise? This is the fun thing. Oh my goodness. Wow. (laughs) (laughs) So that takes a whole load off your Friday. Really? So how did you do it? So I didn't get in the early morning. I had got the pre-sale code. Yeah. I didn't do anything with it in the morning. Because I told you not to because you're not a fan, so you can't. And that's fine. (laughs) 
You're not the boss of me, but anyway, <laughs> um, what I did was at about four o'clock when I saw in the news when we were getting around our news shift um, that there were tickets still available in the VIP hotel packages. Yeah. So I just jumped in. I just clicked on that. There were really great and actually quite affordable packages. So I've got you and Annalise. We're going to Taylor Swift, Annalise. <laughs> and Annalise, you've got a hotel room even. So oh, my goodness. Look, anyone who knows me knows I am bubbling with telling people stuff. Yeah. I'm good at keeping yeah, a secret that, though. Yeah, you did keep that very But quiet. I sat on this. I really wanted to tell you yesterday because, of course, like so many workplaces around the country we've been talking about for fans, yeah. how stressful it's been. I wanted to put you out of your misery. Okay, anyway. we are going to Taylor Swift. So that's the fun surprise. That's the fun Thank surprise. Thank you so much, Claire. That's so lovely. It's a pleasure. You wow. guys work so hard. We appreciate it. Well, Annalise, we are going to Taylor Swift. This is our producer, Annalise, we're talking about. um, And both her and I are jaws on the ground. Excited. (laughs) It's very, very exciting. Do we we need to talk about her a bit more? I guess the thing you've been trying to understand this week, Claire, is the phenomenon that is Taylor Swift. Like, why is she such a big deal? And I think we've talked a lot about, and people who are fans understand why. But for anyone listening who's just like, I don't really get it. Like, why is she such a big deal? Trying to understand that has been an interesting journey for us this week. I think it has. And it's something that I wanted to try and nail because, you know, in all these phenomenon, something sits underneath it somewhere. And I really couldn't put into words what I thought it was. But uh, Peter Tonner, who is our main investor and a very, very smart bloke around media, who we talk to all the time, sent me this really great article from the New York Times on the weekend. Uh, It's a psychiatrist from the US talking about how she deals with her young female clients Mm. and why Taylor Swift seems to be a thing for so many of them. And what she nailed it down to be is that throughout her catalogue, throughout her growth, throughout her whole career, she's brought this sort of group of women along with her Mm. and there's something for everyone in her message. Yeah, I guess. And I guess as a fan, it's about the fact that you kind of grow up with her and a lot of people have spoken about that. I think it's also, and I read a little bit this week, that she's not that cool. Not that cool. And she's gone through phases of not being very cool. And I remember going to a concert two concerts ago where yeah. you were sort of there with all the young kids and people under 10 and you went to that one yeah. as well, yeah. Claire, and it wasn't very it's cool. It's like primary school kids. It was primary school kids. It wasn't yeah. that cool to go to and it's that ability for her to be accessible to a lot of people. Um, plus, she's an absolute master songwriter. I mean, yeah, just the on her amazing. craft, she is incredibly skilled. And I think an excellent marketer. Mm. Oh, yeah. So, so smart. So clever. So, so smart. Hence the queuing for yeah. tickets. Um, that's our little segment on Taylor Swift. I'm um, a bit, little bit... <laughs> I'm a little bit emotional. Um, so let's move on and talk about something else before I break down. New story we're talking about, Claire, was Taylor Swift. It's going to be the thing we continue to talk about um, until February next year. Russia and corruption. Corruption we're going to cover in the next segment. Taylor Swift and Russia we've done. So this week, this segment is renamed News Stories We Didn't Talk About because we were talking about those three things. Mm. We're going to whip through um, four stories, two each, that we think people may have missed. Uh, News Stories We Didn't Talk About because we were talking about (laughs) other things is a new catchy segment that Kate's just come up with. (laughs) We've each got two, so we've divvied up the work. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, I've got Inflation and the Voice. I've got 
cricket because you know Claire we're on the Ashes bandwagon oh, yeah, big time totally. um, and also gambling advertising which you did talk about in Squeeze yep. today but we'll just flesh that out a little bit yeah how about you kick off okay so inflation let's knock that one over it was amongst all those big news stories this mm. week uh, the good news is that in May when you look back on the previous 12 months inflation was 5.6 percent it's way better than the 7 percent plus that we were getting um, it's a lot lower that 5.6 than the experts were expecting. Mm-hmm. Um, the Reserve Bank, it's meeting next week to consider official cash rate again. The consensus is maybe they might hold off. We will see. We will see. We will not predict. We will see. Indeed. Uh, for me, in case people missed it, a federal parliamentary committee released recommendations to ban gambling ads during sporting events. The thing about this one is it could really happen. So mm. quite often there's these recommendations and then it gets discussed and discussed and discussed. Mm. But there's plenty of support for this on both sides of parliament. Yeah. So Peter Dutton, the coalition leader, called for pretty much this yeah. um, during his budget in reply address that was in May. Yeah, so this is going to yeah. be a big part of the national conversation. Of course, those who broadcast sport will have a bit to say on it. They'll mm. be rallying. For example, the CEO of the NRL said that whilst he understands the importance of the issue, a blanket ban would have a significant impact on the sport and mm. sports more broadly. That's because it's worth about $300 million a year in advertising. 180 million of which went to television broadcasters. It's a lot of money. I mean, obviously, sport, putting on sport, the contribution that broadcasters make, all of that. It's a multi-billion dollar business, but this is a fair chunk of advertising that they've always relied on. So to fill that gap would be a big thing. Um, Also... The voice, if we're sticking on government sort of things, governmenty, governmenty sort of things. <laughs> um, there's been a bit of a lull in the voice since the parliament last week cleared it through for the referendum to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, but the discussion this week has been about the polling, and there's been some significant developments in that news poll this week. Um, for the first time in news poll monitoring the voice, there's a lead in the no campaign. Mm. So that's been seen as something quite significant. And actually, a couple of weeks ago, the Resolve poll, um, which is another big one, had its first lead for no. Yeah. Um, news poll and Resolve are our most accurate polls. So, And, and you and I are very sceptical <laughs> of polls, as we've said a million times. Yeah. But it does mean that the Yes campaign, of course, will rally. Get their skates on. And need yeah. to get their skates on. And they'll be looking at those polling numbers and going, okay, we need to do something. It's also the start of NADOC week. So there'll be a bit of activity um, around the voice and around um, the, the Yes campaign. Yeah, there's a National Day of Action on Sunday. Um, there's going to be rallies across the country. So look out for that. The other thing I wanted to shout out if people missed it was the women's cricket. Mm. The fact that Ash Gardner was the hero of the hour. Eight wickets in the last innings, 12 for the match. Amazing. Well, the reason, this is a bit of a glow. But the reason we're <laughs> highlighting this, Claire, is because yeah. that match this week against India was an absolute ripper. Mm. Elise Perry, as she always does, did amazing things. Ash Gardner was player of the match. And if you follow sport even a little bit, uh, you might know her already. But if you don't, just put her name on the list in your brain of names to remember. Sports people to know. Yeah. Ash Gardner's a thing. And there was a lot riding So on that her. was us back in March telling people that she'll be someone to watch, Claire. So we called it. <laughs> called it. Nailed it. Predicted it. It's come to be. We so. predict a lot of things that don't happen. So it's good to get one right. <laughs> 
Uh, one thing I'm going to need you to help us with, not today, but at some point, is Bazball. So I've been wanting to talk about Bazball a little bit. It's been each in the and new, every like, week. If you've looked across the news sites this week and seen stories on cricket, chances are Bazball has been in the headline. That's right. And there's a current match being played and then there'll yeah. be three more. So plenty of time. Plenty Let's of leave time. that for okay, another time. Good one. What a treat <laughs> for down the track. On to what's coming up. So many things are coming up, Claire. Actually, we've already covered off a few. We'll sprinkle a few at the beginning and end of you telling us, though, about the knack. Okay, that's fine. You on board with that? I'm on board with that. Let's go through the other things. Starting with today, the Tour de France begins and you and Alice had a good good long chat about that in the Squiz Today podcast. The Super Netball preliminary final, Swifts vs Fever, is tonight. So if you missed out on Swifty tickets, you can always go and see a different kind of Swift in action. <laughs> that is very, very droll. <laughs> I'm sure all these Swifty fans are heading to the netball just so they can go to a Swift event. <laughs> I feel like it's a very long bow, but you never know. <laughs> yeah, good luck. Uh, Wimbledon, of course, starts on Monday evening our time. Um, there's more cricket, as you just discussed. Outside of sport, Indonesian President Joko Widodo, he's visiting Australia, uh, expected see a bit on that this week it's part of their annual get together okay i'm really hoping they crack out the bamboo bikes again yeah and you're gonna have to explain that oh people don't remember oh, these things like you, you not do remember it's like an iconic event in, in very very specific global politics <laughs> just after anthony albanese was um elected he went to indonesia to see joko wadodo um wadodo got out some bamboo bikes. They went for a ride around the palace enclosure and Albanese got to bring his bamboo bike home. So it's somewhere. I would it, hope so. It's somewhere and he could crack it out. We'll it, see. We'll in see the what shed, happens. Dust it off. Um, the other thing, of course, is the new financial year. It's time to do your tax, yep. um, if that's something that you like to get organised and do. Um, also changes to things like the childcare subsidy. So these things all come into effect from the 1st of July. So if that affects you, it's worth a look. Yeah, age pension changes, superannuation changes. Mm. There's all sorts of things. We'll probably get into a bit of that on Monday, I reckon, with the start of the new financial year with Squiz Today. Uh, can I talk about the NAC? You can now? talk about the NAC. Okay. The National Anti-Corruption Commission, it's one of those things that comes in on 1 July. It kicks into operation today, of course, first business day being on Monday. It's the independent Commonwealth agency that's going to, and this is their mission statement, detect investigate and report on serious or systemic corruption conduct uh, in the Commonwealth public sector. So that's a big change for the federal government. They've never had anything never like had one that, before. even though there's been those state investigative bodies like ICAC in New South Wales that we've talked about a bit. Uh, it's going to be led by Paul Brereton. You would know him from the Brereton Report. And a very difficult name to say for some reason. Brereton. Yeah, I'm BR is yeah, always difficult tricky. for me. Mm. Um, of course, that, that war crimes inquiry. Yeah. Um, there's a bit of jostling at the moment in the politics. The government's got a bit of work to do to set expectations about what sort of things the NAC is going to investigate. Um, of course, there's a rush. The Greens, the Liberals all have examples of what they think of wrongdoing on the other sides to 
investigate. So there's a bit of a rush next week on that. So we're talking about things like the robo-debt scandal. Um, the Greens want to refer former Prime Minister Scott Morrison's secret ministries to the NAC. Yep. The PWC scandal. Yep. Each and every one of those has their own story. Yep. Peter Dutton wants the NAC to look at the compensation payout to Brittany Higgins. The yep. list goes on and on. Indeed. So it's going to be a really big thing and it's going to change. And actually when you look at the commentary on exactly what all of this means, um, some of the really good political commentators are saying that it could actually be one of the really notable achievements of the Albanese government when you look back on their legacy in years and years to come. It is such a big change. And then there's also people who say it's going to be a disaster. Yeah. Um, so there's lots of views on both sides. Of course, these things get referred and then the NAC actually decides whether they'll investigate them or not. So yeah. just because they're referred to the NAC doesn't mean they actually get they're investigated. They're independent. They get to do their they thing. They get to do their thing. Um, to round out what's coming up, look out for, as you mentioned, the interest rates decision on Tuesday. Claire, it's World Chocolate Day on Friday. Yep. Your go-to chocolate? I Look, I've got a lot of food faults, chocolate bars isn't one of them or chocolate's not one of them but okay. I do like a Fredo frog just a plain old Fredo frog which probably just means a block of chocolate a dairy yeah that's just a, that's just yeah a, that's just chocolate it's just chocolate see I'd go caramel in the shape I'd, of a frog in a, yeah and there's something about that isn't there yeah. but I go for a koala I'd take the caramel koala okay yeah nice. yeah over the Fredo yeah anyway, we learn something every day <laughs> Squiz recommends, Claire, from me, lots on my social feeds this week about Lewis Capaldi. He was at Glastonbury mm. performing. Um, I didn't know a lot about him mm. um, at all. I know his songs, though. Yep. And he's one of those ones when the song comes on, you know, oh, I know this song. Yeah. You know, like, I, of course. Quite a few um, of those, yeah. What happened was he wasn't able to sing. He wasn't able to finish his biggest hit. The crowd sang for him. It was really moving yeah. stuff. But what it drove me to do was to watch his documentary on Netflix um, to learn a little bit more about him mm. from Scotland mm. he's from a very normal family um it was a real peek into his personal life his mental health struggles he's got Tourette's and what that means for him yeah but mostly for me watching it, it was about the love his parents have for him and how they just want the best for him and it was just so moving it must be such a weird thing being a normal family being thrust into that kind of environment so such all fame. of a sudden you've got a Netflix stock opening yeah such Pretty fame weird. and I mean yeah. yeah it's there's parents that want that for their kids and yeah. then there's parents whose kids just happen upon they have a this level of fame and, yeah. and um yeah watching that unfold in that documentary was quite something okay. so that's my recommendation that's your recommendation yeah. uh mine is for something that I haven't seen but I am queuing up to do it as soon as it comes out. We haven't done enough 80s stuff. I know. Which is Somehow you've drummed this out of me. <laughs> um, Wham! There is a Netflix doco coming out on Wham! This week, of course, the iconic pop band, George Michael, Andrew Ridgely. They only lasted for four years. I read that. I don't yeah. think I quite appreciated how short their run was, but they were mates at primary school. They met when they were 11. Yeah. And George Michael, of course, was the talented songwriter and a great singer. Andrew Ridgely was pretty good. And a big partier? And a big partier. (laughs) And not quite as into the whole thing as as his mate was, George Michael. But there's a sort of interesting overlay as well that George was gay and Andrew Ridgely is not. Um, George Michael had to stay in the closet through all that period because, of course, having all these teenage girls running after them was part of the marketing deal. Um, So that was difficult. I can't wait to see it. Any Wham-related content I'm into, I'm there. Wham! Exclamation mark. And for anyone listening <laughs> yes. who might not know Wham, oh, come I mean, on. wake me up before you oh, go, go. Yeah. It's probably like the one that you wouldn't definitely know. You'll know so many of their songs. Oh, yeah. Um, 
you know what I was Christmas. thinking? What all the, yeah. Oh, I gave you my heart. Yeah. Oh. Um, the, <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Claire is really happy right yeah. now. Um, <laughs> I was thinking there's not many duos these days. No. a lot of duos. But they were kind of, I mean, there's been duos for a long time, but um, when it came to that really massive pop, they were kind of, the first in that era and then it became the boy bands the four or five guys that's so, true yeah. yeah so when does that come out comes out on thursday thursday on netflix yeah gotcha there's our recommendations links to all of those in your episode notes squeeze press claire we don't have a lot to say this week <laughs> I, squeeze... we're working hard we're doing a lot we're doing a lot of we things. don't need to bang our own drum on too much this week except shortcuts i reckon yeah they're very i mean i think um trying to understand what happened in Russia yeah you and Alex did such a good job of unpicking that in the shortcuts this week so highly recommend those and um I guess we're really trying to grow that shortcuts channel so we're putting two out a week for people one is always on international news yep um and a big global news because squeezers have told us they like that from us and they want that from us and the other one is always just that biggest story of the week the backstory to it so helping you understand it yeah and it's light and shade as well so Kate one of the great ones that you recommended was on the whale migration one of our most popular one of our most popular shortcuts yeah not in the news that much like there's a story here and there but it's just one of those fascinating things it's like how does that actually work? So it's really the place where we do that. Really good weekend listening, I reckon. Yeah, after you finish listening to this, put that on. And you know what? It's over right now, so go and put it on right now. <laughs> Thanks for listening to Saturday Squeeze and we'll be back next week. <laughs> <laughs>